unadulterated word of God. We praise you for this opportunity that we have to come into this house, to come into this place. Father God, to just open your word up and to receive from you today. We take authority over principalities and powers, spiritual wickedness, and the rulers of the darkness of this world. We command every hindering spirit to take its hands off of this people and off of this technology. And, Lord, we thank you that we are growing up in you, and we are taking hold of that which has taken hold of us over 2,000 years ago through the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for the washing of the water of the word of God. Lord, that you have made us whole, nothing missing and nothing broken. And we acknowledge that wholeness through performance, through the performance of the study of your word, through the performance of praise and worship and prayer and thanksgiving, through the performance of tithing and bringing cheerful offerings, through the performance of loving, allowing you to love through us and forgive through us, through the performance of giving and believing. And, Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus as we open your word that you would think through my mind, speak through my vocal cords, the unadulterated, uncompromising, revelatory word of the living God. And we thank you for the manifestation of Christ in us, the hope of glory. And we give you praise for that today in Jesus' name. We'll let the church say amen again. Welcome all of you from wherever you're you're logging in from uh, this morning. We're so glad to be here and so glad that we could get an opportunity to share this gospel in this place. And if you have a prayer request, you can, of course, put it in the comment box. And for those of you who are in the conference room, we'll open up that time for you here shortly and so that you can provide and participate and offer your prayer request or your praise report. And be a blessing to someone else. If God's been good to you, if you've got a testimony of his goodness, don't you know that there are are people who have not heard it? You may have told a few friends, but in in this setting, you get to tell the potential, the potential of millions and even billions of people over time. So you should take that as a gift, as an opportunity to be specific about your testimony, to be specific about your prayer request, because you don't know who will hear you. You don't know at what moment that God will need your voice in the atmosphere. So don't be shy or intimidated. Allow God to come forward. You know, I had to get past a lot of things in order to get in front of this camera. I had to get past the train coming by. I had to get past the small setting and trying to get the lighting right. I had to get past them trying to put on makeup this early in the morning and get in front of the camera. And somebody said, well, you don't have to put on makeup. Just come on. Well, you know, that's easy for you to say. But <laughs> I know me. So you try to do it. You know, I've been in front of this camera and eyelashes all crooked most of the time and our hair not done properly. But you know what? I moved past all of that and said, you know what, Lord God, you use my voice. You use my voice to impact nations. You use my voice to impact those who are stuck in witchcraft, sorcery, adultery, fornication. Use my voice. Hey, Papa, even if you don't like the way I look and you don't like my makeup and you don't like my eyelashes and you don't like my hair and you don't like my color and you don't, my gender offends you or my country offends you, Hear the sound of God coming up through this vessel that you don't approve of. Hear the sound of God coming up through this vessel that you don't like or really have, um, you know, I don't move you. Let the Spirit of God move you. Let the Spirit of God and the revelation knowledge of his word begin to move you. 
able to talk to you this morning. I was going to talk about something else as I was, you know, earlier this morning, a word that was in my heart, but that word is obviously for another time. Today, he wants me to take you to Mark chapter 11, which is a, a scripture that many of you are familiar with, but yet God wants us to go back and take another look. How many of you know sometimes we need to take another look at what we thought about a certain passage of Scripture? So today we want to take it. If you have, um, if you have your Bibles, yep. If you have your Bibles, I want you to uh, turn with me to Mark chapter eleven. Mark chapter eleven. I remember once when I was studying this years ago. Um, um, well, I forgot the name of the ministry, but it's out of Oklahoma, and the founder of it, some of you may remember, um, Brother Hagen's ministry. And I remember listening to some old uh, teachings of Brother Hagen and how that particular passage of Scripture was so used by him until people began to call it uh, the Brother Hagen scripture. But I'm here to tell you today it's not the Brother Hagen scripture. It is the word of God. Amen. But I understand why they did, because everything he talked about was to help people understand how to walk by faith. So in Mark, the chapter, Mark chapter 11 and verse 22, so let's just go there. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. I want you to think about this for a moment. Have faith in God. Very basic principle, but we think that we grow out. I don't know why we think we grow out of things in the spirit. We don't grow out. We grow into. Amen? We grow into. We're consistently growing into the word of God because we get more and more revelation of the same passage. So he says, have faith in God and having the God kind of faith, having the ability to access the same faith that spoke in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 that said, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and darkness, was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. That same faith that spoke the worlds, listen to me, church, the same faith that spoke the worlds into existence is now resident in the believer, is now resident in those who have said, Jesus Christ, come into my heart, be my Lord, and be my Savior. Those, that same faith that spoke the worlds, listen to me, take a hold of this that's taken a hold of you. That same faith that spoke the world into existence is the faith that is speaking in the atmosphere today. That same faith that will cause you to be resurrected from the dead. That same faith that will cause your marriage to be resurrected from the dead. That same faith that will cause your children to be delivered from alcohol and drugs and all type of sinful behaviors. That same faith. is resident. Get get a hold of that power. The same faith is resident on the inside of us. 
regardless of where you come from or what you think or who's, what, what background you have, if you are a child of God, you have within you, resident within you, the faith to speak worlds. I know, I know, you have to process this. The faith to speak worlds into existence. The faith to change the course of nature. We have that faith resident within us. You see, ladies and gentlemen, when we talk about now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, we're talking about faith, not your faith, but God's faith that's resident within us. We're talking about this faith of God and the faithfulness of God that's resident inside of every believer. We're talking about the ability to change the course of situations in our lives. Yes, read on. For surely I say to you, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you, that whosoever, you soever, me soever, whosoever, shall say unto this mountain, whatever mountains are facing you today, whatever things in your life that seem to be overwhelming, and you know what a mountain really is? And this is Dr. Faye's translation. What a mountain really is, it's a, it's a, are the things in your life that you can't handle. That's a mountain. Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be a diagnosis with a prognosis of two weeks to live. It doesn't have to be that dramatic. It can be something that is too major for you to handle, and you know it is without it, it is beyond your capacity, your physical capacity, your mental capacity, your financial capacity, your emotional capacity. It is beyond you. And anything that is beyond you, you are now in the God zone. You are now in the God zone, the place where God does what God does. It's no longer you operating. It is Christ in you who now takes complete control. Amen? So he said, say to the mountain, whatever the mountain may be for you, to be removed and be cast into the sea. Now, don't get bogged down into where is the sea? Who cares? Who really cares? You want it out of your presence because that's what he's saying. Let it be removed from your life. Let it go into the sea. It's like where he puts our sins. He washes our sins away. He, He forgets them. He, he washes them, and he puts them into what? The sea of forgetfulness. In, in other words, they cannot be found again. So he says when you speak to the mountain and you say to the mountain to be removed, you put it into a sea, that means it's dislocated. It is, it is, it is no longer present in your domain. It's no longer present in your life. It is not a part of your journey anymore. Hallelujah, somebody. And be cast into the sea, and do not doubt in your heart. Where does doubt come from? Doubt comes from fear, worry, anxiety. Doubt comes from not knowing his reputation. Doubt comes in when you have no history with him. You don't have enough history with him. Amen? You don't have a relationship built up with him. Yeah, because the thief, Satan's always talking, and he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. 
And he'll begin to say, well, you know that when the doctor told uh, your friend or your cousin or that person that they had cancer, they died. Uh huh. It comes from listening to the voice of the serpent or listening to the negative sources outside of yourself that are not really sources at all. It comes to listening to other voices and stop and not listening to the voice of God, not reading the word of God. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can he or she preach except they be sent? called of God, anointed of God, how can they deliver a word that's going to change lives if God did not call and send them? So whosoever say to this mountain to be removed and be cast into the sea, and don't doubt in your heart, but believe that what things you say shall come to pass, you will have whatsoever you say. Back to Genesis. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Do you not understand, know, and realize that every believer has that capacity resident within us? So, Dr. Faye, how can we? We have Christ in us, amen? We are the temple of God, amen? He made his home in us, amen? He came to abide in us forever, Jesus said, so be it. So therefore, since he is in us, we are the resident of God. So all of God that exists lives within us. That's explosive to me. I could spend the rest of my life, the next 60 years, meditating on this thing, and I do not believe that I will able, ever able to be, ever able, be able to mentally comprehend the heights and depths and the widths and the Oh, the capacity to to grasp that understanding that all of God who created the world in the beginning is resident within me. Therefore, I have the ability, sure, because of his presence within me, to speak to situations that have become enormous, that have become mountainous in my life and command them to move, and they shall move. You see, light did not have a choice. It had to obey the voice of God. When God commanded the sea creatures to be, and he commanded the fowls of the air to be, when he commanded every herb of the ground to come forth, they did not have an argument. They had no choice, because the voice of God is the voice of life. The voice of God breathes life into everything that's dead or anything that's non-existent become existent because God speaks. And when God speaks, that which has been lying dormant must come forth, must make its appearance. And he is speaking to our hearts this morning and telling us, you have the capacity within you to speak worlds into existence. You have the power resident within you to change the course of nature. For as you think, so are you. You have this ability. Now, having this ability, how do we access it? How do we access all of this power that is resident within us? How do we take a hold of that which is taken a hold of us? How do we get past 
all of the selfishness and the things that we have been taught by, by our academia and by society and by, you know, our social norms and culture behaviors, how, how do we move past all of these things and get into a place that we can experience God? Jesus teach us, and we've been teaching that in the simple sermons of Jesus in our Sunday morning services at 11 a.m. Uh, East Coast time on uh, Dr. Fay Live, on our Facebook for Dr. Fay Live. He says, don't doubt in your heart. How do we eradicate doubt? We eradicate doubt through reading the word, speaking it aloud. We teach read it aloud because faith comes by hearing, remember, and hearing by the word of God. So you speak the word. You confess the word until it becomes your profession, until your response to situations, your response to the mountain is no longer, oh, woe is me. Your response to situations and your response to the mountain is now, go in Jesus' name. I command the powers of darkness. Your your, Your response to a diagnosis is himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. Himself delivered me. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Your response to situations when there's more month at the end of your money than money at the end of your month, your response is, my God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He gives me power to get wealth to establish his covenant in the earth. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Bless the Lord at all times and forget not all his benefits who forgiveth all of my iniquities, who healeth all of my diseases. You begin to celebrate his goodness and celebrate his his finished works on Calvary because you know that God prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. You know that he's the supplier of your needs, so you're not feigning and worrying about what you don't have. You're looking to the hills from which cometh your help because you know that your help comes from the Lord. You can't doubt when you're filling your mind up with the word of God. You have to renew your mind to the word. Meditate upon these things day and night so you can prove that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You can give heed to what you hear. You can pay attention to the word of God. When you pay attention to the word of God, these angels who listen for the word of God, who hearken, listen, pay attention to the word of God, they go forth and minister for us. They go forth and help bring to pass those things which we are speaking out of our mouths. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of even joint and marrow, and it's a discerner of thoughts and intent of the heart. We study to show ourselves approved unto God, workmen and workwomen who needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's how we build ourselves up in faith. We focus in on him, and he focuses in on us, and we begin to build this relationship so much so that when it's time for the greater things, God begins to call on us. Amen? God said to Abraham, he said, I do nothing except I reveal it to my servant, Abraham. He, Abraham had that intimate relationship with God, that God unveiled things. David had such an intimate relationship with God that God called him the apple of his eye. We build our faith through having that intimate relationship with God. God is not our Sunday morning go-along. He's not just our Wednesday night attendant. He is our Father. 
He is Abba Father. He's our Papa. He's our DNA. He's the one who's given us his divine nature through the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood tests are in. I am a child of God. I belong to him. The blood tests up. Yep, yep, it came back positive. It came back positive that I'm a child of God. Hey? He says, therefore, i got to read this next verse, right? Therefore, I say unto you, what things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Wow. When you're not doubting, when you're realizing that this faith that you have is not your faith, that you just mm, mm, mustered up some faith for this, it is God in you. His faith is coming forth through you because you've been feeding yourself on the Word. You've been fellowshipping with your Father. You've been spending time in His presence. You've been just hanging out with God. And your friends may wonder, well, what are you up to? I've just been hanging out with my Father, hanging out. Me and my Papa have been having a good time today. Oh, yeah? What did you guys do? Well, you know, he talked to me. I talked to him. He told me about purpose. He talked to me about destiny. He told me about the plans he has for my life to give me a hope in a future. He told me about the thoughts that he was thinking toward me. He told me about wisdom and knowledge and understanding. He told me about who with them dogs, who to watch. <laughs> he told me about these things. Yes, he will. He'll tell you about where to go, where not to go, who your friends should be and who to let go. He'll tell you this when you hang out with him. When you spend some time with him, he'll tell you. So that whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, when you're praying, what you desire when you're praying, when you're praying, yeah? Remember the Hebrew reads from left to right, from right to left, and left to right and reverse. Whatsoever things you desire, and so when you pray, so we said when you pray, whatsoever you desire, from right to left. I get it backwards. From right to left, yeah. What, when you pray, whatsoever you desire. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. When you read it in reverse, when you, you will receive, you will have, you will receive, when you pray, what you desire. Where do you get your desires from? You get your desires, the God's desires, you get those desires by delighting ourselves in him. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. Trust also in him, and he will bring it to pass. It's about fellowship. The desires that we get when we're in fellowship with him, they come from him. So whatever we're desiring that comes from him, not everything that you look at and you want, no, that's not how this works. That's why some of you are disappointed. Because you're trying to get stuff and things that is not the desire of God for your life. He knows you can't handle that. Lord, send me a million dollars on this lottery. No, no, he knows you can't. No, no, no. Lottery is not your source. Uh Uh-oh. He is our source. So when we're praying, he builds desire up in us. And his desires become our desires. We begin to feel his heart. We begin to think his thoughts up toward us. We begin to see what he wants us to do. We'll begin to learn and find out what our niche is, what our suave is, what our, uh, you know, our lane. Where is our lane? Where, where is our mission? God knows our mission. He knows exactly where he wants us. And he'll begin to cause us to flow in that place. Amen. He said, and when you stand praying, get to this, 
forgive. Forgive. Oh, man, you know, we're expecting to move mountains and we can't move unforgiveness. We're expecting God to do this massive move in our lives to give us this huge ministry or this wonderful multi-million dollar company, but we cannot forgive. Well, back up here, he says, when you're praying, forgive. If ye have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. That's huge. That's huge. We miss that because we don't understand that that right there has blocked our flow. And we teach repentance, not only for those who are not saved, but for you who are. When was the last time you asked Father to forgive you, to cleanse you, to wash you? Well, Dr. Say, once you save, always save, then we don't need to do that anymore. That's a lie. I got to tell you, it's a lie. If no other minister ever told you that that was a lie, that's a lie. Granted, grace did the work, finished the work, but it does not mean that we can walk helter-skelter, do anything we want to do, and think God is still supposed to allow blessings to flow. Let me remind you of something. Come a little closer. Listen to me. Wake up. I know it's early for some of you, but it's not for some of you. Let me tell you this. If you are not walking in forgiveness, God cannot release blessings in your life. He cannot do it. Genesis chapter 3, reminder. Adam, Adam, where are you? Fellowship had been broken. What did God do? He put flaming swords, whoa, so that man could no longer access provision. Uh-oh, come on, church, help me now. Man could no longer access the original provisions of God. Hello? What did God tell man? He said, you're going to have to work now. You're going to have to toil. You're going to have to sweat by your brow because now you don't have access to the original provisions that I have given, that I gave you everything before I ever created you. I put total heaven before you. But because you disobeyed me, hello, somebody, because you disobeyed me, you no longer have access to these things. For some reason, we believe that the cross just just changed God's mind. No, it did not. We still must receive Jesus Christ into our heart, the last Adam, in order to have access to his provision. And we must obey his word. We can't keep breaking fellowship with God and expect him to allow the manifestations in our lives. It doesn't work that way, darlings. I'm here to tell you. You'll continue to be in prayer lines waiting for manifestations until you decide to obey God and repent. It's it's easy to do. Just say, Father, forgive me, I've sinned. Lord, cast the demons out of me. What's so hard about that? Well, we're not taught that in church. We're not taught that we need to come clean before God, be transparent, as if God is asleep and he does not know what you did last summer or last night or this morning. 
Mm-hmm. He does not know what's going on in our lives. But I beg to differ with you. He knows everything about everything. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. Yes, he is. He's omniscient. He knows everything about you. So why not come clean? We want to give you an opportunity this morning to come clean with God, to repent. Maybe you've been born again so long you just become mediocre. You're complacent. You don't even know how to really flow with God. You've never been taught. Your name went on somebody's church roll, and they told you now that you're a member of the church, you're born again, you're going to heaven. Well, what about the life between now and going to heaven? That may be another 90 years for some of us. That may be another 50 years for some of you. 50 years of waiting to go to heaven doesn't work for me. 50 years of living in heaven, being blissful in this, I believe that that's what Jesus came for. He came to show us the Father. He came to say the kingdom of God is within you. He came to say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He came to open us up to let us know that heaven is now. Yes, amen. That's a whole other message. So whatever is blocking you, if you have not been in that flow where you are receiving manifestation. I'm helping you. I am helping you. Where you are receiving the flow, the manifestation of Christ in you. You're receiving God's blessing. You're receiving answers to prayers. Do you think God is deaf, hard of hearing? Do you think that he's forgotten about you? He has not. Mm-mm. So, well, I'm just waiting on God. No, no. Well, the Bible says wait upon the Lord. And wait upon the Lord It's not like you're waiting on a ride. Okay? It's not like you're waiting on your birthday to come to get it. It's not like that. Waiting upon the Lord is serving him, ministering to him, worshiping him. That's how you wait. When I was a waitress in college and I had a, I, I was wait, a waitress, I would go get the food and bring it to the table. I waited on those people. What did I do? I was serving them. I was ministering to them. Wait upon the Lord is not what you thought it was, sitting down doing nothing. Yeah, I'm just waiting on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Waiting on Jesus. No. Waiting is praising. Waiting is worship. Waiting is confessing his word. Waiting is giving, being a cheerful giver. Waiting is using your tools in your spiritual toolbox. Begin to manifest his goodness in the earth. Waiting is showing mercy and kindness to people. Waiting upon the Lord. Hello, I'm helping you. That is kind of another message thrown in there. But it will help you to be free. So ask God right now to forgive you. Whatever it is that's going on in your life, ask for forgiveness. Ask him to wash you, to clean you, to make you whole all over again. Just say, Father, Father, he's Father. Father, I repent. Repentance doesn't mean I'm going to leave sin alone. Repentance means I'm turning to you, God. Because if I could leave it alone, I would have done that already. Because when you turn, he told us in Malachi, return to me and I'll do what? I will return to you. Mm-hmm. Repentance. Turn to God, and as we're turning to him, returning to him, he's receiving us. 
He's receiving that turn. He said, oh, they, they can have their eyes on me now. And when our eyes are on him, you know all that other stuff just falls away. Friends that used to call you, they stop calling you. Things that you desire to do before you stop that, those desires or dissipate. You no longer want to chase men or women or both. You no longer need your crack, your cocaine, your, your, your prescribed addiction. You, don't, you no longer feel the need to need because your eyes are on him. You're absorbed in his word and in his presence. You're spending time fellowshipping with him and learning to hear his voice and a stranger's not to follow. You're spending time in the presence of a king. You're spending time with God. So just ask him to forgive you, to cleanse your soul, that part of you that did not get born again, your emotions, your will, your, your intellect and your desires that did not get born again. Ask him to wash you truly, to cleanse you, and to manifest his goodness, his grace, and his mercy in and around you. He'll do it if you ask him. He's willing. He'll quickly forgive us. I'm telling you, he'll do it so quickly. In, the, in a minute of a second, he's forgiven us. He's cleansed us. He's washed us. Thoroughly purged us. Oh, yes, he'll do it. And he'll give us victory in those areas so that when you open your mouth and speak to the mountains or the situations that seem to be mountains in your life, they will all dissipate because he loves you so much, so much love that he called you to wake up and pray this morning. He called you to church today and said, you know, You've been crying out to me. You've been asking me for all of these things, and I just want to bring this to your attention. The reason that they have not manifested is because you've got some unforgiveness in your heart. You have some bitterness that's lodged there. Your mountains seem to get bigger because you have not forgiven. Mm-hmm. For some of you, it's Pride. You got so much pride because you feel that you you heard God last year on something, and you're holding on to what you thought you heard last year, and you don't see it manifesting. But yet you said, "But God said, God said, God said." But yet you don't see it manifesting. God is not a man that He should lie. Neither the Son of Man that He should repent. If He spoke something to you then you should see the manifestation. Go back, as we're going back in every Sunday morning services for streaming church. You go back and you look at this and you see how God worked through Jesus. He's our model. Who else? Well, I thought Benny Hinn was some, nope, Jesus. Well, I thought this past, nope, Jesus. Love them all, love them all. Don't get, me, don't get it twisted. I love them all. But Jesus is our model. So why aren't we studying our model? The model son healed them all. The model son cast out demons. The model son, yes, 
laid hands on sick people, and they got up. Laid hands on dead people, and they got up. That's the model, son, for the church. Yes, yes, and yes. The model, son. So if we're not seeing the model, son, in manifestation, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a long ways to go as the body of Christ to come up to him, to come up to where he is. Because he's in us, and he's given us the capacity to access this power. But we cannot access it as long as sin is prevalent. As long as we still house unforgiveness, and we still house bitterness, and we still house anger, and hurt, and pride, and all of this clutter, clutter, clutter in the mind, it's clutter in the life, clutter all around us. Another message. So ask him to forgive you. Ask him to wash you, to cleanse you, to make you whole. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today that we get to wake up and pray. That we get to come into this house, Father God, and bid you a petition, Father, to bid you an opportunity to come and cleanse us, to wash us, to make us whole all over again. We want a refreshing that can only come from the presence of the Lord. There are hungry people in this house today, so hungry, Lord, that are tired of going through the same old cycles over and over and over again, being broke from one week to the next, being destitute, being humiliated, Lord God, being, being frustrated, and Lord God, just being tired of themselves, so overwhelmed with themselves, Father, and have lost sight of your mission for our lives. Father, we thank you right now that you would cleanse us, purge us, wash us with the blood of Jesus. We know it wasn't just a one-time event, Father God, that it's an everyday that the outer man perished, but the inward man is renewed day by day. We die daily. We thank you. We honor and recognize that we are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live, yet not us, but it's Christ who lives in us. And the life which we now live, we live by the faith of the Son of God who gave himself for us. We thank you, Jesus, that you really did spoil principalities and powers. You made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. We thank you, Jesus, not only that you did you ascend, but you descended into the lower parts of the earth. You led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. We thank you, Jesus, that you made it so that we are more than conquerors through you because you love us. And nothing can separate us from the love of God, nor angels, principalities, height, nor death, nor width, nor anything present, things to come. Lord God, nothing separate us from your love. We thank you today because as we repent, that you open up this well of wisdom within us. You enlighten the eyes of our understanding that we may know what is the hope of our calling. We thank you, Lord God, that we get the revelation of your residence within us. We thank you, Lord God, that we get the revelation of your voice and of strangers we will not follow. We thank you, Lord God, that we get the revelation of what it means to have an intimate relationship with you. We thank you, Father, because you loved us so much you put your blood on the cross through your son. Hey, Papa, it was your blood through Jesus that was shed on Golgotha's hill. And when he cried out, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He felt the absence of God on the cross for the first time in his existence. But no longer, Lord God, hey, Papa. 
We thank you, Father God, that no man took his life, but he laid it down. And when he laid it down, he was able to resurrect it. And we thank you, Father God, that all power in heaven and earth was given unto the Son, and the Son gave it to the body of Christ. And we thank you, Father God, for he said to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. And we praise you right now that we are the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God in the earth again, that you made us kings and priests unto yourself, that you made us heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord God, that you made us a holy habitation, a place for the residence of God, and a place for the voice of God, a place for the angels to dwell, and a place for the mercy seat, and a place for the altar, Lord God. You put all of this on the inside of these earthen vessels. We have this treasure locked up inside of us. And, Father, we pray today for a release of this anointing of God that will catapult us out of procrastination and stagnation and isolation, humiliation, Lord God, and that we will become the people of God that will go forth with revelation and transformation, illumination, and inspiration to change nations because this is what you've called us to do. We thank you, Father God, for those that are feeling weak and tired, that you'll give them some backbone, some courage, some huspah, some some get up and go again, that you will inspire them to be inspired, that they will give away what they possess in inspiration, Lord. They'll begin to speak words into the hearts and lives of men and women everywhere, those who feel like they're over, that there's no more they can do, that they're giving up on life. Father, we thank you that you will breathe into them the breath of life again, and they'll become alive, a new species of being that never existed before. That the atoms and molecules in their body will begin to be transformed, and the cells in their body will begin to stand up and sing praises to you, Father God, because you said, let everything that had breath praise the Lord. Breath represents life force, and there's life force in every organ in our body. And that every cell, trillions that there may be, will begin to vibrate with one great hallelujah. Woo! And, Father, we thank you and we praise you right now for the power that's resident within us through the blood of Jesus that speaketh greater things than the blood of Abel. We thank you for the manifestation of the goodness of God in the land of the living. We thank you, Father God, that we can take hold of that which has taken hold of us. We thank you, Father God, even if we feel like John on Patmos, show on that Greek island that still exists today. Father God, that if we feel exiled into a no man's land, we will just be in your hands. If we feel isolated, Lord God, it's a great opportunity to fill that space with your presence through praise and worship. And we beckon you, Holy Spirit, great helper of the church, mother heart of God who leads God, teach, teach, yea, comforts us. We beckon you to our aid to speak through us, sing through us the psalms of wisdom, the psalms of heaven. Begin to manifest the goodness of God through us. Let our prayers be the prayers of heaven. May our mission be the mission of God. 
Let our destiny be so swallowed up in the divine destiny that it's no longer about I. It's about you, Lord, because we know you have your eye on the sparrow. We know that you're watching over us. We know that we are your people, the sheep of your pasture, and we honor you by entering your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, and we'll not forget your goodness, O Lord, in the land of the living. We thank you, Father, we won't faint because we do live and we'll see the goodness of God while we live. We thank you, Father God, for the manna that comes every day, the bread of God that comes from heaven to feed us, for men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We thank you for the revelation knowledge of the word of God coming out of our mouths that we can have the faith of God activated in our lives, O oh God, because you are resident within us, great Jehovah shown up. And you are resident within us to speak to mountains. So when we open our mouths to speak your word, that's your word going forth that will not return void, but accomplish that which we please and prosper where it is sent. And we send the word this morning to those who are aching in their bodies and still, Lord God, those who have joined us for the first time and are aching in their bodies, we speak himself to our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. We command sickness and disease to go from them now in the name of Jesus and that they be healed. Oh, we thank you for the manifestation of the gift of health and the gift of healing, permeating every fiber of our being in this house today that there is not one feeble one among us, not one sick one among us, in the name of Jesus. We choose divine healing. We choose divine health. We choose the absence of sickness and disease that is brought on by sin. And, Father God, as we repent, the prince of this world can come, but he can find nothing in us. Yo, gay God. Let there be nothing found in us where we'll make the prince of this world, the demon forces of hell, comfortable in our presence. Even poverty, let it take flight, Father God, that it cannot keep that single mother bound who's struggling trying to take care of her babies, Father. I thank you, Lord God, that poverty will not be the strong man in the house of the man who's been looking for a job and haven't been able to find one. Father, I thank you. We break the stronghold of poverty over their lives because the prince and power of this air can't find nothing in us in the name of Jesus, for we repented today. And we trust your word. We trust you, God. I thank you, Lord God, where they're saying that there is nothing and no place to work. Father God, you will create jobs. You create opportunities. You are the creators. You are the let there be voice. And there is. And we can say let there be jobs and there will be jobs. Let there be businesses that will spring up and they shall be. We can say these things and it shall be because the word does not return void. It accomplished that which we please and prosper where it is being sent in the name of Jesus. We declare and decree that the blood of Jesus is still on the mercy seat of God. That even when we messed up, God's oh, mercy says, you messed up, but I'm going to clean it up. Mm. Hey, thank you, Lord. Yes, what you did, what you said was not right, but I'm going to take care of that too. 
If you will depend upon me, I'll do just that thing for you. Father, we thank you right now for manifesting your goodness and your glory. We thank you, Lord God, for every person, every word that would join us. And, Father God, come into the know. Come into the know of you. Come into knowing, having intimacy with you, Lord God, that their lives will be radically and forever changed because of the presence and power of God in this house. Not because of me, but because of you. There's no presence of you without you. There's no knowledge of you without you, O God. So to God be the glory for the things you have done. Father, in our hearts, we go into the over office, we go into government, we go into to, to the government of the U.S., we go into the governments around the world, into Korea, to Afghanistan, to the U.K., to Australia, to South America, yeah, down in Brazil and Argentina area, to Trinidad and to Canada. Yea, God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God, for the government shall be upon your shoulder, and of your kingdom there is no end. We thank you, Father God, for godly men and godly women in positions of authority in our land. We thank you for police officers that will be filled with the Holy Spirit, that will pray before they go out on the streets, that will honor you, Lord God, even when they have to take somebody down, even if they have to arrest somebody, they'll do it in the name of God. For you sent the 74th, you told them don't take any food, don't take any script, but you told them to take a sword. And, Lord, I thank you that they are armed for a reason. They are here for a purpose. They will call peace officers of days gone by, but, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. They will again become peace officers, sure enough, and that COPS will continue to be an acronym that you gave us. Yes, Christians on patrol, and that they will not be an offense to people, but they will be advocates, peace officers, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, for bringing peace to those who were victims and soon-to-be victors, yea, through the hurricanes. We thank you, Lord God, even as bad as it has been, it could have been worse. And we want to say thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy. It wasn't our good enough that we were not consumed. It was your mercy. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus right now. Hey, Papa. For every mayor, for every city that's governed by whatever political figure in other countries, that you would minister through them and to them. For we know, Lord God, that there are presidents who are now being filled with the Holy Spirit in other countries that there are presidents who are, who are declaring more than one national day of prayer. They're, they're, they're declaring their nation a nation of prayer. Well, Lord, thank you, Jesus. And it's not a political move. It's a heaven move that they're declaring their nation a nation of prayer. I thank you that in this country we will remember again, as our currency states in God we trust, that we will adopt that prayer that faith life of in God we trust. And we will turn our hearts back to that statement that's on our currency and trust our God 
and that it will never be removed because of political inclinations or objections or culture, uh, uh, you know, culture change. God, that it will remain there. We thank you for a praying nation, a praying people. And because we are in these United States of America, we consider it a blessed land. It is not a cursed land. And we cancel every spiking, bewitching, cursing prayer, every message of curse that's ever been preached against this country. We cancel those messages. We cancel those prayers in the name of Jesus. And we declare this nation holy. We declare this nation sanctified, filled with the Spirit. We declare our nation to be whole under the power of God. We declare our nation saved. We declare our nation on fire for God. We declare this nation a nation of revival. Father God, we declare this nation as it heads up many things. Father, it will head up a revival. We thank you, Father God, for all nations and that every representative of those countries that would listen to this, Father God, would pray that prayer over their country. Let us see our own capacity that we're greater than these bodies that house our spirits that we really are, because you're resident within us. Let us be mindful, Father God, of our neighbors. Let us be mindful of those around us. Let us be mindful of those that we sit on the pew next to us. Let us be mindful of those even inside of social media, our friend network, associates, etc., etc. Let us be mindful of those we connect with. Let us be prayerful, Father God, because you're connecting us with people for a divine purpose. And, Father, we thank you right now that we get to be a part of the transforming power of God in multimedia, that you have our voice here, Sure, to be a voice of reasoning in the madness of seasons, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that there are men and women who are crying out to you right now who are saying, Lord, I just need you to do this one thing for me, this one thing. Lord, if if you just do this one little thing for me. Now, Lord, I don't know what that one little thing is for them, but you do. And Holy Spirit, as you're directing this, that one little thing that they have been desiring, that burning part in their heart, Lord, that, you know, it's a personal, personal thing. Father, we thank you that you favor them. Favor them with that one little thing. That person who has had fibromyalgia and been in pain for so long and discomfort, they're asking for that release. No more pain. No more pain. Somebody shout, no more pain. No more pain. No more pain. Yes, yes, yes. No more pain. Because of what Jesus has done on the cross, no more pain. He's given us no more pain. Take a deep breath. Blow it out. And experience the peace of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for hearing this prayer and that you always hear us and for manifesting your goodness in the lives of these precious people who took time to be a part of service today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Whew. Man, that was heavy on me, experiencing the presence of God. 
I want to open our conference room line, and for some reason I cannot see. Thank you. Thank you so much. I cannot see um, the comments. Periscope. So I'm sorry, guys. I can't see you there. Um, but we'll work it out. I'll find out today, okay? And if you do have a prayer request, just go to drfay.com and put it in that little box that pops up. It'll pop up in front of you and put your information there. And I will get your prayer request, and I will pray. Amen? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, the doors of the church are open in the conference room for um, you to offer your prayer request or your praise report. And for those of you who are just joining us via Periscope, we have some people in our prayer room that we've been there for over a couple of years now that um, call in via conference line and participate in the prayer room. And so they're on the phone. And if you decide to join us on the phone, say this number in your um, in your um, thing on your phone. Say this number, and it's six four one seven one five three five eight zero. Access code eight nine one three eight four pounds. That again, that's six four one seven one five three five eight zero. Access code is eight nine one three eight four pounds at seven a.m. right now, uh, East Coast time. You can also find that information on my personal website is drfay.com, and you'll just click around there and you'll get that information uh, there also. It should be there. All right. It's also on the globalchurchlive.com. All right. Good morning. We're listening. Hi. Good morning, Dr. Faye. How are you doing? Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. Thank you. I just wanted to call for prayer. Um, the prayer you were praying today as far as being sons and daughters and forgiving and really walking in the light of the Lord, that's my prayer this morning. Um, the Lord has really been ministering to me about being sons and daughters and walking in the light and to the fullness of his love. So I'm asking for a prayer request for that today. I know there's so many different parts that go along with it, but you you know what I mean, I believe. So let me just be specific and just do that. And Because um, it's like a, if there's something there, there's a heart pull that's happening. And, and, and as you know, with the measure, we all come together. And I know I desire to be in the position that God has and, and be the light that he has us to be before the world in this world. Amen. That's good. Thank you so much for that request, because that should be the heart of every born-again believer, to be that light, to be that person that he can use. And because you've requested that, when you were, were, were making that statement, my, you know, I, I thought about Solomon. He could have asked for anything. He could have asked for the world, but he asked for the wisdom to govern God's people. And because he didn't ask for the things, the stuff, God gave him that anyway. And that's what I thought about when you were making that petition. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, you've heard the heart's cry. And you said that whatsoever we ask, mm, whatever we ask in your name that you would give us, you heard this request, Father God, to be used of you, to, Father God, to be an instrument for your glory she desires, Father God, to, even for you, even though she didn't use these words, to expand her capacity to even love more, to embrace even more people with your love. 
that she will be a light of love, call a love light everywhere that the soles of her feet will go. Lord God, even if her feet are not there, that even in telephone conversation, Lord God, that she will be able to penetrate boundaries, tear walls down around people, even in the phone conversations, that she'll be able to minister, Father God, even in a post or a letter or a note to someone, that the ministry that you've given her is the ministry of intimacy, to not lose the touch with people, that even, Father, if she's not in the same room, they will feel her hug, they will feel her presence. And, Lord God, that you will awaken such revelation in her, not because she desires to be self-important or to be on stage, Lord, but because you desire to use her in such a way that it will touch CEOs, business owners, it will touch organization leaders, and that she will go in that arena and have an impact upon people who are corporate-minded and have lost their intimacy with Christ, who started out loving Jesus and now have become absorbed in the lust for other things. Father, I thank you that you will use her to redirect them, redirect their eyes, their vision to the Lord Jesus Christ. And, Father, that you will minister through her to teenagers, even those who are on the streets, those runaways, that will suddenly begin to come across her path. Father, I thank you for that anointing to destroy yoke, and that she will be a bridge over troubled waters to reunite families. Yea, God, and we give you praise. Yea, God, you will help her to help children come home. In Jesus' name, amen. Is that all right, sis? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. Yes. Praise God. I felt that for you. The Holy Spirit knows how to pray. He knows exactly what to pray. Thank you. Thank you for letting us be a part of that. We appreciate it. Oh, hallelujah. And I felt chills on that. Good morning. We're listening. Yes. Hello. It's Kathy. I uh, was just listening, and I received that same prayer for myself. That was a beautiful prayer, and it it fits my heart, too. Mm -hmm. But I also just wanted to uh, to say, uh, you know, the least little thing that you would think would not stand in the way of your blessing something that might seem significant to you and you've not really sitting there and forgetting it. She's not going with all this. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, we're uh, here. I'm background yeah. there. Go ahead. Got three shiny edges. A lot of background now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Just thank you. Uh, and it was a wonderful message. Thank you. Uh, what, what were you saying? I wanted to get to your point, though. Uh, I can't talk right now. So, oh, okay. Um, thank right. you. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You want me to... oh. 
uh, some people are calling in from work <laughs> and uh, trying to be a part of it. So we heard uh, Kathy's request. She received the same prayer as we prayed for Robin, and you can do that. If that applied to your life, that ministered back to you, then so be it. You take a hold of that, and you use it in your everyday waking, walking, talking lives. The lines are still open for the next three seconds. It starts star six, by the way, if you're in the prayer room. Again, those of you who want to call and be on the phone with us, you can do so at area code 641-715-3580. That's area code 641-715-3580. You can be there right now and participate in a live phone call. Oh, access code 891-384-POUND. 
I'm just so excited. I don't even know what to say. Like, there's so many words inside of me, but I don't know what to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Taylor, thank you so much. And we know that you wake up very early. You're on the West Coast, so you come in this room at 4 a.m., and you inspire us. Let me tell you, I know what to say. You inspire us because when you come in the room uh, at 4 a.m., we know that the rest of us surely can do it from the East Coast to all, all of those in the middle we certainly can get into the room and worship God. Taylor, tell us, and, and I don't know why, for some reason uh, this, this phone was fully charged and now it's not, but tell us what this service, coming to these services, have done for you. By the way, you, you guys don't know, but Taylor is 21 years old, and she's been growing up with us. Um, for, for for a year now, maybe a more than um, a year. I don't I don't know. Like time flies. <laughs> I I know, but tell us what this coming to these services have done for you personally. Okay, let me collect my thoughts because it is early. Yeah, before um, the before the battery dies. <laughs> um, all right, hurry. Um. What this service has done for me, well, I know that now I have a spiritual family I can depend on, and I've grown a lot more. Like, I love I love reading the Word now. I never thought that would be possible. Um, I now know what why I have to pray a certain way, like the way Holy Spirit tells me to, and just other things. God's showing me more revelation. That's one the main thing since coming to these services. And God's shown me a lot about me and what I can grow in, and he's actually opened my heart to accept his, you know, change. Um, there's so much more, but that's basically it. And But that's a good thing. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, and I appreciate that. So you guys be inspired by Taylor's testimony of what it has done for her, her to be a part of morning services. Every day, every weekday morning, we are here and we we have – uh, now gone to Periscope, and we're going to other social media sites to engage the devil on purpose to help you get unstuck. That's my mission. It's on me. The anointing is on me to help people get unstuck in life. I can't help it. It's here. And so if you're stuck in any area of your life, we certainly want to help you get unstuck, mobilize, and do what God has called you to do. Good morning. We're listening. Praise, praise the Lord, Dr. Say. I just want to say God bless everybody. Everybody have a wonderful and blessed day. And I want to say what Wake Up Pray has done for me and, and is continuing to do for me is to uh, bind up the spirit of fear, doubt, and unbelief, and uh, amongst a whole lot of other things. And, and I, I'm encouraged by Taylor because I remember when she first came on, she was so shy, she barely talked. Now I, she just inspired me so she's so voiceful now and loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something she didn't want to do at first. She was whispering. But I just praise God for the growth in all of us. And, and I just praise God for you, Dr. Fay. I pray that God continue to use you and bless you and keep you in his arms. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, and I receive that prayer, and I receive that encouragement, that inspiration uh, from you, Tina. And I, I don't know if you're at work, but I, has been such a, you've been such a blessing to us, and we so appreciate your being here and inspiring others, and I just want to encourage you that whatever God has spoken to you, just praise him for it, 
just praising for it. No matter what you feel, no matter what it looks like, you continue to praise God. Make praise a priority this week. Continue to praise him. Continue to focus in on him. Forget everything else that's in the world. Realize that nothing else is going to stand anyway. Just keep your eyes on Jesus. And the way we do that, Tina, is to praise him. Keep on praising him. And maybe you don't maybe. feel like it, but just put some thank you, Jesus, some hallelujahs, you know, move your feet, clap your hand, do what you need to do. When you walk in that shop, walk in there with the praise in your heart, lift your hands up and give God the praise. And the devils will flee because God wants you to know that he has his eyes on you. Amen? Just like he Pharaoh, he has his eyes on you. Thank you, sis. We appreciate it. God bless you. Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful. Wow, that was great, right? That was great. People coming forth, you know, being inspiring. I mean, just inspiring you, letting you know what these services have done for them. What great testimonies. What an honor to God. They're like the one leper who came back and said, Father, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. So there are people this morning that are feeling led of the Spirit. I didn't prompt them being led of the Spirit to come and give God some praise. Good morning. We're listening. Good morning, Dr. Faye and everyone. I am heading out this morning for work, but I do want to get in the room this morning, add my voice, and thank God for what he's doing in my life, what he continues to do on a daily basis. I thank God for you, woman of God, and that I'm growing, I'm growing, I'm growing, I'm growing. I'm coming out of a comfort zone. Um, God is doing some amazing things. He's done some amazing things in my life, and I just wanted to give him praise and, and thank him for all that he's done for me and for this house. Thank you so much. I love you. Be blessed. Love you, too. Thank you so much for that um, inspiration. Thank you for loving God, and thank you for sharing that love with his people. We appreciate all of you, both in the conference room and those those of you who are watching via Periscope. I, I just found out that I, I can't see the chat and all of the people that are in Periscope. For some reason, I'm seeing a few, but not all of the people because I've limited participation. It wasn't on purpose. We'll fix that problem for sure next time around. So we'll straighten all of that out and get you guys more engaged and to reach out to even more people. Thank all of you for being here today. It's always a blessing to sit in front of this camera. I absolutely love what God is doing. And when he told me back in 2006, it seemed like a lifetime ago, that people were looking for love online to be there. We began the journey. We started with Conference Line Church, and then we went to Internet Radio, which we're still on today. And you'll be receiving notices of our Empower Me Now radio broadcast, as well as Global Church Live, Dr. Faye Live, and Prayer and Prophetic Mondays. And um, so be a part of that. Be a part of Streaming Church. Be a part of what God is doing. I know there are many wonderful ministries online and many people who are doing a great work. And I know you have choices. And I'm so glad that you clicked and you chose to be a part of this service today. Don't forget, we have a free e-book. It's called Free Anxiety Book. Go get freeanxietybook.com. Go ahead and pick that book up and read it. It's free. And use it as a study guide. 
And then join us on for Bible class every Wednesday evening on Facebook right now, and I'm sure we're branching out with that, but on Facebook uh, Live. And you can find me on Facebook at Dr. Faye Live. Uh, yeah, facebook.com forward slash Dr. Faye Live. And join me. We stay teetered around 5,000, but people always drop out. We add new ones, and you want to join and be a part of that and listen in to our Dr. Faye, listen to our, our live broadcast for Bible class and also for church. Okay? So that's it for today. I love you guys. I want to thank you for being a part of the conversation. Those of you who have been in the room this morning, thank you for the show of hands and the show of faith for those of you who participated wholeheartedly giving your voice, adding your voice to the room with inspiration and motivation. And also we appreciate the prayer request because we like walking through people and also testimony from Angela and Keith. We appreciate that. God bless you. Don't forget to send us your prayer request. Until next time, this is Dr. Faye. Continue to have a blessed day in Jesus' name. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.